there are millions of orphans in the world today. Born into difficult circumstances that they didn't deserve and can't control. Encountering challenges and barriers that so many of us have just never had to face. These kids are precious, every one of them. Which is why I'm thankful for those who worked so hard to care for these children, to house them, feed them, provide them with the attention they need. Those who foster them and adopt them and give them hope for the future, for their future. I'm thankful for those who seek to open doors for them, like my guest today, John Marshall, founder at Teach Her, an organization providing scholarships to young ladies who have grown up in orphanages in the countries of India and Nepal. <laughs> young ladies who find themselves on the verge of having to leave these orphanages. Because they've grown up and they can no longer stay. These scholarships give these ladies the opportunity to study, to learn, to develop an expertise and to prepare for life. Join me now as John shares a bit about his story, his connection to these two countries, and his determination to make a difference there on the edge of adventure. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to The Edge of Adventure. This is Adam Asher, and of course, it's my privilege today to introduce you to John Marshall. John is the founder of Teach Her, an organization that works in India and Nepal and soon expanding to other parts of the world. John, welcome to the program. Adam, thanks so much for having me here. Great to have you on the show. Great to get to know you. You're a very interesting guy. You've got an interesting story and, of course, this heart and passion for helping other people. In particular, through this organization that you founded called Teach Her, tell me about some of the ways that Teach Her is making a difference. Well, in a nutshell, Teach Her offers college education and support to orphan girls. So girls' education is a great uh, topic these days. Lots of people are fighting for this. Uh, some of the biggest names in philanthropy. But we're only focusing on the more than 4 million girls who are currently living in orphanages right now. So that's our primary focus is just giving these girls who have for no reason, they were just born into a situation where they've lost their family, they were given up for one reason or another. And now where you start, I believe, should not determine how far you can go. So we're giving those girls a chance to aim a little higher and dream a little bigger. 
it's a wonderful initiative and concept, and we're going to delve into all the details, dig in a little bit deeper throughout the conversation. But first, let's put this into perspective. Let's put it into context. A young lady who grows up in an orphanage, when she is of age to leave the orphanage, what options does she have without a college education versus one with an education? It's very limited options for these kids. So 18 is the age that you would age out of the system, various institutions around the world. So if you leave that institution without family support or without a real skill, you really become, and and I say this a lot, but I see these kids as some of the most vulnerable members of our human family. You know, they're very vulnerable to things like trafficking, there's much higher percentage of these girls end up in some type of something they don't want, whether it's sex work or low wage work, but there's also a really higher suicide rate for these girls. And that if they just leave and go out into a society that, you know, they're just oftentimes really just not prepared to do. They're often quite younger too. So there's so many positive benefits. If we can delay that launch into the real world for these girls, there's a lot of positive benefits that can come out of that. My guest today is John Marshall. He's the founder of Teach Her, and you can find out more information about this organization, not just by listening to the rest of this podcast, which I certainly hope you'll do, but you can also look them up online and get to know them at their website, which is teachher.org. John, explain to us as we get to know the organization how Teach Her is able to intervene and help these young ladies and give them the types of opportunities that you just mentioned, giving them a chance at a brighter future. How do you guys do that? My title at Teacher is Founder and Chief Storyteller. So my job is to go out and tell the story. And what we look for is supporters and people also with big hearts for these kids. And then we pair them up. So 100% of all money raised through our online platform goes to fund a specific girl's education. So Adam, if you were to give me $10, that $10 would ultimately be applied to a specific girl's education and you'd become part of her team. So we partner with organizations that either are referred to us or reach out and that we've vetted. We don't work with everyone. I'm really big on finding trustworthy organizations who really have a heart for these kids. And that can be difficult to discern, but we go out and do our level best. Then we look for top-notch institutions and give these kids a chance to go and study in three, four, five-year degree programs of their choice, something that would benefit their future, and then support them along the way, all the way through. Now, we have our first batch of graduates coming up this year or at the end of the 2022 in the spring. Then we'll also be looking to see how can we pair them up with organizations or opportunities out there in the world. So it's not just a matter of saying, good luck, go get them. Uh, We also then have to help shepherd them along the way, because this is a really, really big step for a lot of these kids. This is The Edge of Adventure. John Marshall, of course, is my guest today. He is founder at Teach Her. You look him up online at teachher.org. John, this is a project right now that you guys are focusing on in two countries, I believe, India and Nepal. However, I think you've mentioned in the past, I've done some research, I think you guys are also looking to expand in the future. What are the areas that call out to you that that you you realize, hey, this is is an area, this is a, a population, a group of girls that we really want to help make a difference for? What are you 
looking for? What, what's the heart of the organization in that regard? So each new launch begins with a partner. It's not just poor young women who want to go to school. There's lots of them. I think there's an estimated 140 million young women that would like to go that are out of school right now that, that, that people are fighting for. So we're focusing on, first, we find a, a, a trustworthy partner institution. And if that happens to be in a new country and we like them, well, then we say, okay, then we, we look to expand in that country. We're, we're, I have a good friend of mine who's in Zimbabwe who works with orphan children in Zimbabwe. And so we're talking over there. We're looking into Cambodia. Really, to answer your question, we look in countries where orphanages are still prevalent you know, in the United States and in the UK and in Australia, there just are not orphanages anymore. There used to be tons of them, but there just are not anymore. So there's lots of countries, though, still where I think it's estimated that in India, there's something like 22 million orphan children in the country total, not in institutions, just in general. So like we look for countries where and you can Google search it and find the top rated countries with the most number of orphans. And we kind of look and see who can we find for a trustworthy partner that we feel confident to say, okay, we're going to bring our resources and our team to this place and start up something new. So we're always looking. If you got a, anyone out there listening has an idea or has someone that they've known for a long time and really trust, let us know. I'd love to look into it. John, tell us a little bit about your story, your background, and where this heart came from, this passion, this desire you and your family have to help these young ladies who are in a difficult situation, right? You're, like you said, they find themselves in orphanages, consequently without a lot of the infrastructure or the help that so many other children might have. Where did your heart come from to decide, and this is something on the edge of adventure that we love to talk about, where did that happen for you that you decided you had to make a difference with your life? Well, it began um, back in 2010. My family and I took a trip around the world. We'd always wanted to do it. We talked a lot about it. My wife and I were having some troubles at the time, unfortunately, but I thought maybe this will help bring us back together. So we took our two teen kids. We left our work. We bought some tickets and we, we volunteered our way around the world for six months. I actually wrote a book about this. It's called Wide Open World. It was published from uh, Random House. And this was really a transformative experience for me on a whole bunch of different levels. But one of the things that it opened up for me on this trip was we ended up at an orphanage in India. And I always thought of orphans in the past as kind of these sad, desperate, destitute kids. But these kids were not like that. They were so full of life and so full of it that I fell in love with these kids. So this is 2010. So we came back and I got back to work and wrote the book. And, and then the three things that kind of held up my life for a long time, kind of, we're no longer holding it up. Uh, my wife and I split up. My youngest daughter went off to college, so the house I was in was empty. And then the job I had as creative director for a group of TV stations was downsized. And so I found myself alone in this house in Maine with the winter coming. And I impulsively thought, I'm going to go write a follow-up book in India. And I sold my house and I bought a one-way ticket and I went to India. Now, I got almost immediately sick and I was really sick. I called the orphanage that I had visited four years before and I asked if I could come to the orphanage just to get well because I needed someone who could 
care for me. I didn't want to be sick alone on the road. My plan at that orphanage was to stay for two weeks, and I ended up staying there for the whole six months. And this was really the start of the transformation myself from TV producer to orphan advocate to ultimately teacher, which came a few years later. Okay, so John, there's a couple of things here we want to make sure that everybody understands about you. As you've mentioned, you worked in the TV and production business. I'm going to go ahead and say it here. I don't know that you would, but you've won a few Emmy Awards even. I mean, this was a you had success in this realm, and obviously we're good at it. And yet now you've put those things aside, and you've chosen to focus on this, this other part of your heart. And of course, you've shared with us a little bit about where the passion for that began. Also, to comment on another thing you mentioned, you consider yourself the chief storyteller, not just the founder of the organization. But what does it mean to be a storyteller? And what is the story that you're telling? And I frame all of that with the understanding that you come to all of this as an Emmy Award-winning producer and uh, talent, as they say. So to give you an idea of the difference in my life before and my life now. So yes, I've won some awards. So these awards are statues. They're golden statues. And if you put one on the shelf and I look at it, it doesn't inspire me. It doesn't make me feel really anything. It's like looking at a lamp or a decoration of some sort. It doesn't, I don't remember the work. I don't feel this passionate pride about what happened. But there are some girls, when I first got to India, I was taken to a home where they had some some girls, some young girls who were, they were thinking about taking into the orphanage. And I went to go along with the, the crew. I left that place feeling this incredible paternal instinct to protect these girls. And these girls have grown into these beautiful young women. And I, I have a picture of them that I, that I keep. When I look at them, my heart, it just like fills with joy and pride that I had anything to do with the care and protection of these young, young women. And so it's a very different thing. As a storyteller, that's kind of where I begin um, every project. If I'm trying to raise money, if I'm trying to connect with people, it all comes through storytelling. And that's kind of been my role in my lifetime. But really, the difference between the stories I was telling before and the stories I'm telling now and the connection and the meaning that they have for me is like night and day, no comparison. John Marshall is our guest today here on The Edge of Adventure, founder at Teach Her and the organization. You can look them up online at teachher.org. As I mentioned before, they're working in India, they're working in Nepal, and of course, they've got some opportunities for growth coming up. And they love to work with great people. John, you used two words here as you were thinking about the accomplishment of what you do through Teach Her versus the accomplishment of winning an award and seeing a statue on a shelf. But it is interesting, right, that you find more value in knowing that you've helped to provide the following. These were the words you used, care and protection. Protection from what? There are many, many kids, young and and older, but like many, many people in the world who are, I don't know about your backstory, Adam, in terms of, for myself, I was born into a family that loved me. They took care of me. You know, they helped me with creative things that I wanted to do. They supported me to go to school. There are so many kids in the world who just simply do not have that opportunity and luxury. And what they're faced with in the future 
is really a grim reality of the work that they can expect, the life of poverty that they can expect. And so to help and come in and be a champion for these kids is such an honor for me. I don't know why it resonates with me so much, but it really does to think of lifting them up. And so I say protection to reach out and say, hey, like, let's lift you up. Let's try our level best to lift you up from where you are. Uh, that feels good. Uh, for anyone that has a heart for that kind of thing, it's something that's it's different from work because I really don't see this as work. I don't even see this as a charity. I see this as we're partnering with these kids because they have so much to offer us. For people that get involved with them, their life can be, they can be taught, you know? So it's not just teaching them, it's teaching us as well. In my television career, a lot of that was about me. It's about how can I get more success, more money, more awards, more whatever. And now once I've made this switch into orphan advocate, uh, it's now about them. It's always about them and that I'm the storyteller. It doesn't have to be about me. I mean, I come out and, and put on the show so I can get more people involved for them. So I'm, I, I can ask all day long for money because it's not about me, it's about them. So it's a big, it's a quantum change for anyone that's been too self-focused uh, to focus out away from themselves can really be life-changing. I could not agree more. I often think that the best thing that we can do, that a person can do for their own psychological well-being is to begin to focus on others. The world and our own problems train us to look inward and to focus on us and what we think and what we feel and what's going on in our world. And sometimes it's not good. And then we, we can get depressed, we can get down and it is a real thing. And of course, there's a lot of challenges out there in the world today and it, it has caused and is causing frustration and challenges, right? But when you turn your attention to someone else and you say, okay, my life isn't perfect. I don't have everything that I might like or think I quote unquote deserve, but I can do something. I've been given enough in this life that I can do something for someone else. And when you begin to do that, it is a powerful feeling and your own problems begin to disappear. Your own problems become less and less. And you've obviously experienced it. I'm a big proponent of it and getting to talk to people all the time who, who know that my admonition to those who haven't had that opportunity yet, who haven't been able to do it, give it a shot, give it a try. Cause I think you'll not only help somebody in the process, but your world will get so much better. Again, my guest today is John Marshall, founder at Teach Her, and then you can look him up online at teachher.org. Thinking here, about to pull something up on the screen, it's called the Teach Her Challenge. And now this is something that gives other people the opportunity to partner with you guys and do what? Yeah, this is something, it's, it's one of my favorite pieces of the Teach Her story that's been evolving. When I first thought of Teach Her, I really didn't see it as teaching just these kids overseas, like the orphaned girls. I really saw it as also then how could we teach the girls here in the United States or the UK or anywhere who want to get involved because there's so much that can be learned. So one of my favorite stories happened recently where a girl named McKenna from Massachusetts said, I want to take the teacher challenge. We asked her to raise a thousand dollars. She was nervous about doing this. But so what we do is at teacher, we'll help you make a world-class video. That's my background. And I've got all the B-roll and everything ready to go. We'll help you make a world-class video that you, and then we'll teach you how to take that out into the world and raise money. 
This is something I've been doing for years. I have a toolkit online. And then this girl, McKenna, ended up raising over $8,000. She's 16 years old. Well, we paired her up with a girl named Kelly. Kelly wants to be a lawyer. She's 20 years old. She's a girl from an orphanage in India. And she has a five-year program that costs four grand per year. So 20 grand. Well, McKenna was so inspired when we paired them up on Zoom. They got to meet each other and connect like two young women. She decided, I am going to raise her entire education. I've already got the first two years covered. I've got time to raise the rest. And we'll be in college at the same time and we can connect. And to me, it's like, wow, that is a win, win, win all over the place. Because this girl now at 16 years old, she has learned that she can do anything. Like she can actually change the world just by reaching out and asking other people to get involved. So teach her a challenge for anyone out there who wants to take it. We'll work with you on a video and ultimately every dollar you raise will go to a specific girl's education and you will know who that person is ultimately. Your dial is set right here on the edge of adventure. I'm Adam Asher. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We'll be right back to my conversation with John Marshall from Teach Her in just a moment. You know, each and every one of these broadcasts speaks to me. Each and every one is unique, but they all minister to me. With all the things in life that vie for my attention, these conversations help to stop me and center me and remind me what really matters. I need that. I need to be reminded that there's more to life than what's on my calendar or in my inbox. I need to be reminded that one person can make a difference in the world that I can make a difference. I need to be reminded that the world is a big place, diverse and beautiful, full of heartbreaking need and selfless acts of sacrificial service. These conversations put things back into perspective for me. And as I look back, we've had so many inspiring organizations on the show. What an honor. And they're working in so many different parts of the world. So to make it easy... I put together a list of all the different conversations, all the many episodes of the Edge of Adventure podcast. You'll find that at theedgeofadventure.com slash podcast. That's theedgeofadventure.com slash podcast. Or you can also look for it in my new mobile app called Rugged Compass. You can download that in the Apple or Android app stores, or you can look for it online at ruggedcompass.com. That's ruggedcompass.com. Thank you so much for being a part of all this. Thanks for going beyond status quo. I'm honored to be on this journey with you. Now, back to my conversation with John Marshall. He is the founder at Teach Her, and we're discussing their work today in India and Nepal. Right here on The Edge of Adventure. John Marshall is my guest today, founder at Teach Her. And we're learning about the organization, Teach Her. You can look them up at teachher.org and the Teach Her Challenge. You said practice. You called your career in television what you did prior to this work that you're now doing. You called it practice. And another word that comes to mind is preparation. Your experience is different than mine. Your experience is different than the people who are watching or listening. We all are very unique. We have our own set of skills and experience, experiences and interests. But talk to the listener about what it means 
to look perhaps back at your life and suddenly realize there's great meaning in all the things you learned to do, all your experience, because now at this point in your life, you're able to turn it and use it to serve other people in some way to make the world a better place. And I find it important because people can get discouraged by looking back on their life and they're thinking, I didn't this, I didn't that, I could have this, and why did – but talk to us. Talk to that person today who maybe hasn't considered how their life up until now is preparation for some role of service. I had the thought the other day, Adam, I was looking at I'm, – I'm a movie fan. I used to be a screenwriter years ago and in the TV business. I noticed that all of the top box office films – have the same story. And that story is there's a nobody. There's someone who is the least expected that people expect the least of, but actually that is the person that the world has been waiting for. There's a prophecy about this person and that all they have to do is step up. And there's so much hidden potential and power within that person. They don't even know it. And then they come out and beat Darth Vader or you know, beat Voldemort or whatever, like they come out and they're the ones that the world has been waiting for. And I think the reason that those films are so popular, because inside us all, I want to believe that there is a hero that the world has been waiting for. Now, there's so many worlds to save. You know, it doesn't have to be the wizarding world or the take the ring to Mordor, but there's worlds everywhere in our own towns, across the world. And our job at least I feel, I can only speak for myself. I can't say for everyone out there, but if you feel, I oftentimes will say in interviews like this, if you feel in listening to me or listening to other uh, programs of Adams, you feel it in your chest. You know, you feel like a calling. It's like a bird fluttering in your chest. You feel like he's talking to me. This is actually for me. That's because it is. And it's a calling to say, hey, it's either not too late or it's not too big, or like you can do this, but oftentimes the biggest thing that stands in people's ways is just the decision to do it. You know, oftentimes we're, we're afraid to try and step out and say, like, I've never done this kind of a thing before. This isn't my background at all. But I do say, I love these kids, I can say it, and that they need a champion. But I say to anyone listening, find your peace and fight for something that you love. Find something you love because the world is full of need and they're just looking for champions. And we all have that capacity to step up and be the one that the world has been waiting for. John Marshall is my guest today here on The Edge of Adventure, and he is the founder at Teach Her. You can look that organization up online at teachher.org. He has also written a book. It's called Wide Open World, and you can find out more information about him, the book, and so on and so forth at johnmarshall.com, and you'll enjoy getting to know him, getting to know more about Teach Her, the organization that he founded, and where he is chief storyteller, communicating this very important, very inspiring story, one that you can be a part of in a variety of different ways, including the Teach Her Challenge and all that is available for you know, more information. You can find out more by looking that up online, teachher.org. What captured your heart? If you could boil it down, all of this, what was it that won you over, that got a hold of you and you were you knew, now I've got to do something. Now I've got to do something. What was it that captured your heart? Well, you know, there's a moment that I do remember and 
So it was during that first trip. It was the first six month stay at this orphanage. Now, over the next six years, I would live at this orphanage seven months a year for six years. So I really became part of the family. And these kids became like my kids. But I remember right towards the end of that first visit, I was sitting in a television room where they watch TV. And I had two of the little nursery kids sitting on my lap watching the movie. We're watching probably Frozen for the 10th time, you know. And one of them is absently just kind of playing with my hair and the other one is holding my hand. And one of them turned to look at me just, and she wasn't saying this accusingly or she wasn't, she just said to me very flatly, she said, how can you leave us? Because I was getting ready to leave. And it wasn't saying, how dare you leave us? She was just asking, how are you going to be able to leave us? Because she knew how I felt about them. And I really felt like it was a good question for me. How can I leave them? Because the one thing I really did not want to do, Adam, is a lot of people come, I'm not sure even how I feel about orphanage tourism, for people to go visit orphanages, because these kids have been abandoned, and now they they fall in love with people who come in to the orphanage. You know, they the people that love them, they're easy to love, and so then they love you, and then you leave. And there's this cycle of attachment and abandonment that happens again and again and again. And in that moment, I did not want to be that kind of a person. I didn't want to be someone who abandons these kids. So I really did make the commitment there. And I even wrote a post on my on my johnmarshall.com blog at that time where I said, like, I am committing, very publicly kind of said it, I'm committing to these kids. I'm not going to disappear. I'm going to stick and be someone that's a part of their life. And I'm still doing it. And I think it's become, it's just more of a choice to say, I'm committing to something. I'm committing to this. And I remember that little moment with uh, Sheetal holding my hand and asking me that question. I thought like, yeah, how can I leave? And I still haven't. John, what would be your admonition today as we wrap the program? Your word of wisdom to the audience? Two-part question, I guess. You know, just in general, what what your encouragement to the listener, to the viewer is today? And then as a second part of that question, what kind of help or what kind of involvement does teach her need? I'll start with that second part first and then speak more broadly. So for anyone that is interested in getting involved in teacher, we have so many levels. Now, one great way to get involved is with a monthly donation, like a recurring monthly donation. Now, you can also sponsor a girl's education fully and have a very personal connection with one specific girl's education. That's another way. Come and be a direct sponsor and fund the whole thing. It's very affordable by American standards. It's a, it's a bargain. Take the Teach Her Challenge. Follow us on social media. Our social media is at Teach Her Today. You know, learn more about um, these kids. And this is the thing is I feel if people get to know them, it, they're easy to love. They're easy to fall in love and get involved. Like we need all kinds of supporters in all kinds of different places. So if you have a heart for these kids or you've been touched by this, come on and uh, let's talk. Let's see how you can get involved. Now, the second piece, which is really the first part of your question was, what advice do I have? And that is just pick something. You know, pick something you love. Sometimes people will ask me, why don't you help kids in America? Like, why are you working overseas? And I can say like, I don't know. I can say that these kids have called to my heart. So what calls to your heart? Like what calls to you? Is it the rainforest? Is it income inequality? Is it racial justice? Is it the dolphins? Is it like, what is it? Like if there's something that calls and radiates within you, go fight for that. 
because the world needs, I think if we all did the thing that really resonates with our hearts, everything would probably get done. But I also say take action, like do it now. Don't wait for some future day or listen to me or listen to Adam or any of his other guests and say, wow, look at them, good for them. That can be you, like do it and do it now. Take action and then you can save, you know, your own little piece of the world. And also though, but you can be one of those people. I think a lot of times people look at people who are in living lives of service and you know, they say, wow, look at that, it's so great. But that can also be you. Great words of wisdom from my guest today, John Marshall. He's the founder at teacher.com. Again, that's teachher.org, teachher.org. They're working in India and Nepal, and they're going to work in so many other places, and you're going to get to be a part of that. If you feel called, that is one of the things I say. The guys that – folks that listen uh, to the program routinely know that my request is if if this calls out to you, if this is something that you think you should be involved in – then you absolutely should. And so, John, we could probably talk for hours here. We're kind of at the end of the show today, but I appreciate your time. And I encourage everyone to get in touch with you. They can find you at teachher.org. They can find you at johnmarshall.com. And of course, there's always a corresponding post for the interview at theedgeofadventure.com, at theedgeofadventure.com. And also, you know, one of the things that I've been plugging a little bit more recently is my new app called Rugged Compass. I'd love to have you join. There's no cost to download it, no cost to be a part of it. It's just a place for us to get together, those of us who are like-minded and of a similar heart. Like my guest today, John Marshall, awesome guy, great new friend, and I do hope that you'll reach out to him and let him know you appreciate what he has done and what he continues to do. John, thanks for being on the show. Adam, thanks. Keep shining the light, brother. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo.